Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the BU Podcast with your boy, Torik Farrington. And today is a great day, but I have to talk about something that happened to me just this morning before I was trying to, you know, be a good cousin and bake some brownies for my cousin, who's right here, by the way. But, okay, so I went into the store, right? And, you know, me and my mommy were close, and I wouldn't use a card without her. Her permission, what her noticing. So I walked into the store, pick up all I needed to pick up, and the lady looked at the card name, and she looked at me, and she looked at the card name, and she looked at me, and she's like, whose card is this? And I was like, it's my mommy's card. And then she's like, well, go get her. And then I said, I- I've used this card in the same exact store before. I know the pin, I know everything, whatever. She's like, well, you still need to get her. So um, I got my mommy. Long story short, she was looking dumb at the end of the day because I brought my mommy, put in the pin or whatever. And she said, yes, this is my son. I gave him the card or whatever. In fact, here's another thing right here. How I know she was profiling me because, you know, they be profiling young men, even in the Bahamas, right? Black young men, even in the Bahamas. So she didn't even ask my mommy for her ID. So you don't even know that's my mommy. I could have pulled, like, my auntie or whoever out of the car and tell her that, you know, this is her card and what's not, and just tell her the code. But anyway, long story short, I got profiled today. Just trying to be a good boy and make brownies, right? <laughs> but um, anyway, let's just jump right into the podcast, right? So we have two special guests. On today's episode, we have two special guests. Um, let's hold up for a minute. I don't know, like, one of you have been on this podcast before, so which one is more special? Which one is the more special guest? You point like Kenrian. Okay, so she's the more special guest. Okay, so our guest today is Kentrell and Kenrian. How y'all doing? Y'all, we have one mic. And yeah, I, I figured the next thing to for my mic, the little adapter thing that will allow them to talk more quicker. So we had to pass the mic around. So please bear with me on, the, on how slow we talk and how slow we answer the questions. But how y'all doing today, Kenrian and Kentrell? Hi, my name is Kenrian. I'm so nervous right now. Like, I am lying right now. I'm fine. I'm happy to be back. Yes, as most of you know, Kentrell was um, on the podcast for a short time. Um, she was the co-host with me, but, you know, she had school and all these different things that she was trying to accomplish. So um, we gave her that time off. Hopefully we see her some in some more episodes in the new year, hopefully with some other people. So some good things coming. Stay tuned for that. Um, you may have heard or may not have heard my cousin Kentrell and I did um, episodes in the podcast. I would like you all to check those out after this episode. But I want you all to introduce yourself, right? Because, I don't, because they may be listening and wondering who these people are. So I want you to introduce yourself by saying your name first, um, your age, are you still in school or not, and your current or future occupation. So, your name, your age, you still in school or not, your current or future occupation. Let's start with Kenry and since you're new on the podcast, even though you're nervous, I know. Okay, my name is Kenrine. I am 17. I graduated Temple Christian this year, and I want to be a Conan. My name is Kentrell. I'm 17. I've graduated from Atlantic High School, and I want to be i want to have my own business in the future okay well now that y'all know who they are let's get right into the episodes are y'all ready for um the questions because y'all don't know the questions are y'all ready for the questions yes kind of because i don't know what i'm looking forward to (laughs) these questions about to be good questions but intense questions so kenreen have you ever been on a podcast before I know you already tell me, but let the people know on the podcast if you've been on the podcast before. No. Okay, so that probably explains why you've been nervous on the podcast. But a podcast is basically almost like a YouTube video, but you listen to the audio, you know, per se. It's like 35 minutes to an hour episodes that you listen to with people talking about whatever you're interested in. So welcome to your first podcast. It's an honor to have you. Um, it's, the, it's the honor to be the first podcast that you've ever been on. So... Um, let's get into some good conversation. Okay. So we're going to be talking about, start talking about who are we, right? Who are we? Because I know in our generation, we don't talk about 
who we are as much, but we just conform to groups and schools and environments more than we even express who we are. So the name of the podcast is the BU Podcast. So, you know, we got to talk about this. Okay. So I want to ask you, both of you, actually all three of us are going to answer this question. Who are you? For example, I'm kind, generous, genuine, and personable. I'm not saying that I'm those things, but that's just an example. I'm kind, I'm generous, I'm personable, I'm mean, I'm rude, whatever. Who are you? Like, Give your honest answer on who you are. Let's start with Kentrell. I'd say I'm very relaxed, mean, I am mean, and nice at the same time. Right. Just giving off more of a nonchalant vibe, unless I mess with, you know? Mm. That's who I am. Okay, so that's good, that's good. At least you know who you are and you be honest about um, who you are. Kenrian, who are you? Okay, I would describe myself as a nice anti-social person to be honest like, i don't like to be bothered with i'd rather be in a house all day i could go outside and like associate with people from time to time but i still would rather be in the house you know um <coughs> i am hard working i love dealing with the computer and stuff like that and i like math so yeah i would describe myself as a nice bookworm yeah Okay, okay, I like books too. No, maybe not as much as you, but I like to read like sometimes. But I like to think that I like to read. But okay, who am I? I would say that, you know, um nice, dark and handsome, you know, um smart, um kind, generous, um um educated um a perfectionist um a person who can get irritated at times um what is this last one that I want to say man what is the last one I, I want to say um long suffering is my last one long suffering i feel as though i could um take more than more people you know like i could Okay, when I say long-suffering, let me give you an example. If someone says something to me that I probably don't like, I won't say anything back to them. And hold on, hold on. I know, Jolly, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm passive. And I would say that comes from me not being quick on my mouth. I don't know like how to respond so quickly. I'm the person that um, gets in an altercation, and then when I go in the shower, I would say I should have, could have, would have said this and that. But, yeah. That's who I am. So, um, my next question is, how did you come to be kind or generous or whatever you just said? How did you um, come to be that person? I'm going to explain each question that I ask, right? So, like, how did you come to be that person? Who inspired you growing up um, to become who you are, whether it's, whether it's negative or positive. Like, if you're mean, who planted that seed inside of you to be mean and why? Did you grow up in a mean household or if you're kind? Did you grow up in a kind household? How did you become the person that you just described yourself to be? I would say from life experiences, that's how I became the person I am. I was a nice person before I became the way I am. But once you deal with people for a very long time and you experience stuff, you just start to like build up a wall. That's how I would explain it. Right. Get next. Well, I'm not a mean person. So, in my household, it's more like. In my household, everyone is like relaxed, nice. We all get along. We don't say mean words to one another so it's like i haven't grown up around people who was like mean 
all, you know, how other people are. But I know how to deal with people who are mean. Like, I always get people who are mean in my life, but they, like, have a soft spot for me. So it's like, I don't know. Okay, that's good. That's good. So I'm going to answer this question, too. How I, like, long-suffering is very important to me. So how I um, became, like, long-suffering is because, like, in in our household when my daddy was alive and my mommy and him would have arguments, I feel as though because he didn't say much, like, he didn't, he wasn't adamant on having to say much to my mommy or disrespect her in a way, that, like, formed who I am today when, like, some, like, when someone says something to me, I don't have to say anything back. And it's more so because I don't like to just say things in vain. I feel as though it's a waste of time, it's a waste of energy. Like, if you, if you say something about me, then that, that's your opinion about me. If you said what you said, then that's on you. And some, in some cases, I do think fast enough where I could respond back to somebody or where they need to be, of course, check and put in their place. You know, like, like that's disrespectful. But I would say it in a better way than some people We'll probably say it. So I want to ask another question. This is a good question right here. Better than, the, than any question I just asked. Were you forced or were you, were you forced or destined to be who you are today? For example, your mommy was always nice. So you had to be nice or you felt the need to be nice. Or maybe even nice was the only thing that was represented in your household. So, so do you force... Do you feel as though... You were forced or destined? Okay, I'm going to elaborate on that. Like, okay, so in your household, everybody was kind and meek. And, you know, you just would say kind things to each other. So that means that it would just happen to you. It just, like, roll off and rub off on you. How did that um, become to be? How did you, similar to the, first, to the third question I asked or the previous question that I asked, Basically, how did you become the person that you are today? Talking more about your environment that you grew up in. You understand that a bit? Okay. Yeah, Kevin, you can answer first. I mean, I never look at it that way, but I feel as though that's just my personality because you know, one could just force you to be who you are. Even though, even though my household are like more like passive and stuff, I wouldn't call it like, oh, I'm being forced to be nice and stuff. You know? Right, right. I wasn't forced. I have some nice people inside my household, so I would say I was more destined. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't forced. Okay, okay. I just wanted to ask that question because you know a lot of us young people have been told who we have to be. We have to be nice. We have to hold our mouth and our thoughts. We have to stay in a child's place. We have to, you know be this or be that. And some of us, we're just destined. Like, if we're rude, we're just destined because, you know, your mommy and your daddy's rude. If you're, if you're mean and you don't like to give or you're not generous, of course, that you're de that's destined to happen because that's all you know in your household. So another good question. Have you ever, um, have you ever had a point where you doubted who you were? For example, you doubted that you were strong enough because you, you know, you break down in one instance and, and cried or whatever the situation was. Have you ever felt like you um, doubted who you were? Let's start this question. Like, like I say, we, we never one mic, so it's going to take a little pause. Let's start this question off with Kenreen this time. To be honest, no. I don't really think of those type of stuff, so I wouldn't say, yeah, but no, to be honest. I've never doubted who I was. I mean, everyone has, like, their breaking points. Everyone has to cry and feel emotions sometimes, so I would say no. Okay, that, that, that's, that's good. You know, um, a good response. One thing that I hear Kenrin keep saying is that um, I... One of the things you keep saying is, I never thought about that before. And I feel as though this is what, this is why I like podcasting, because I like to ask questions, not just for the, for the guests, but for the people that are listening to ask themselves, like, have I ever doubted who I am before? How did I get this way? How did I become like this? Because like I said, our generation don't focus on who we are. We mostly conform to rooms and events and places, most of us. 
do that. And so we never even express, neither say who we are. So this is a good conversation um, to open up that window right there. Another question, did school, did school or social settings change who you were? For instance, um, it, it could be positive or negative, right? Like it made you a better person or it could be negative, right? Um, for example, um, it changed who you were. Like it made you more aware of fake friends or it, it made you want to get friends or it made you insecure or it made you stronger. Um, so that's my question to you. Did school or, or other social settings change who you are? I'd say yes. I feel like school is is the setting to like you opening up to other people who you're not used to. So I'd say yes. You got like different people with different personalities inside school. People you don't know. You don't know from a can of paint. So you just you know you go in there with a open mind. Well, I mean, like when I was in school, I used to say to myself most of the time, "Guess calls stuck up type thing," but it's like. Making friends. So, did, did it make you more of an open person or like a social butterfly or what? It's still, I still rather say to myself because like everyone was still fake and two-faced. So I still would rather stay to myself t to this day. We're going to get into that as well. Fake and two-faced and all this different stuff. So, you know, we're going to get into that. Um, one more thing before we close out the... This element of who we are. Um, what advice would you give others to stay true to themselves? Um, like, speak as if you're speaking to your homeboy or homegirl. What advice would you give them to, like, be who you are and, you know, don't change for anybody? I would say don't listen to what anyone got to say about you. Stick to what you know. Don't let anyone change that. All right, that, that, that's, good, that's good advice. You didn't know what to say right there. That, that, that's okay, that's okay. Um, that, that advice you gave, Charlie, was good. But Okay, let's now go into another element of um, another section of career and college. This is what we're going to be talking about, career and college. Let's talk about that for a minute. What did you want to be when you were a kid? Versus what you want to be now. For instance, let me answer this question first. I always wanted to be a teacher, right? I always wanted to be an educator. But now I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a motivational speaker. I want to be a business person, right? I want to be a videographer and stuff like that. And I don't want to be a teacher no more. So um, did that ever change for y'all? What do you want to, who did you want to be then versus who you want to be now? Yeah, like any age. And where, at what point did it change, basically? Okay, tell us those three. Okay, so like in kindergarten and like primary school, I wanted to be a fashion designer. Okay. And then when I reached in high school, it was like, I want to be a accountant or a retail owner. So I was like, but now I'm stuck on accounting. So. Okay, that's good. I, I forget one of those things. I actually want to be a fashion designer as well. You know, I have a, a clothing brand. I actually want to do that. So yeah. What about you, Kentra? Only switched up once and primary school i wanted to be a writer because i like the subject english but i switch up now i want to have my own business not sure what i want to do in the business field but i know for sure i want to have my own business right okay that's good um i want to ask y'all another question as well that, that, that would link to that question did anyone ever influence your career decision because i know for me um I saw people on Instagram, such as Jerry Lorenzo and Virgil um, Abloh, who, who just recently passed away, Virgil, um, rest in peace to him, but they are designers, and I like um, how they've paved the way for younger designers and younger black designers who work with Louis Vuitton and um, who will work with other brands and like Nike and Adidas in the future. Has anyone ever influenced your career decision or you just made it up on your own? 
I mean, I used to play playing a Monopoly with my family. I was always like the banker. I was always good at maths and counting and stuff. So then one day my stepdaddy was like, you should be a counting type thing. So I was like, you're right. And I was searching up and I was like, okay, it's actually good. And then that's when I started taking up the courses inside high school. And I actually like it. Okay, that's good. That's good. What about you? I would say my dad inspired me to go in the business field because if he could do it, what makes you think I can't do it, you know? Right, so that's basically like, you know, in your genes. That's in your genes. My daddy too and my mommy. All of them, like, they know I'm good at business. And I mean, accounts is like business. You just count and stuff. Oh, yeah, bookkeeping. I feel like that's a good one. My mommy right now is you know, actually trying to get into the bookkeeping space. So she's doing a lot of studying on that. I want to ask you all another, like, I feel like this mic, it's echoing a bit. Okay, it's echoing a bit, but hold up. Okay, I think we're good. But another question is, how much are you looking to get paid yearly um, by your dream career i'm looking this is how much i want to make like yearly i'm looking to get paid like um i would say um because I, I want multiple businesses so i feel like i would like to make at least a half a million dollars a year to a million dollars a year and this is speaking like not now now because i still have the bill to get up there but i mean like you know as i get in my 20s and 30s yeah so like what what um salary range are you looking at when it comes to your dream job not just that one dream job right because like you have other retail stuff you trying to get into too, like that too right yeah like Three fifty thousand and up. It depends on the business, to be honest. Like sometimes you'll it'll fail, and then sometimes you'll go up. It just depends. Right, that's true. That's true. What about you? I'd say like half a million, like mm-hmm. five hundred thousand around that space. Because like Henry said, one year things can be doing good, and one year things could be doing bad. So you don't know. Right, dream big, dream big. You know, don't don't basically don't shortcut yourself and like what you want to do and who um you want to become. Okay, um so another question. On a spectrum from 1 to 10, how much does a career even matter? Cuz some people don't want to have a career. So, on a spectrum from 1 to 10, like you don't have to give a full answer if you don't want to. We just give like 1 to 10. Hold on, let, let me do this. Let me fix this mic one minute. Okay, so we'll be back. On a spectrum from 1 to 10, how important or how much does a career even matter? It really doesn't matter, you know. Once your family have, like, a business you could fall under, even if you was, like, a school dropper, I feel like you could still have a job. Like, it all depends on who you know, you know? Right. I, I agree. I agree with your statement. I'd say, like, a six. Okay. Um, next question. Do you believe that a career defines who you are? No, I don't think so. Why? Because a person would be going to college for all these years, and then when they graduate, they'll find out that they don't actually want to do what they study in college. That's true, that's true. I'd what about you? I'd say no as well. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean... Like she said, like people in college and people who are high school dropouts, sometimes the high school dropouts just make it, make it bigger than the people who went through that college days. Right. Speaking of college, are y'all going to college? Yes, I'm starting in January. Okay, what about you? Yeah, I started in like in August next month. Okay, we had a, me and um, Kendrell had a college podcast already um, about, I, I believe a week um, before your sister was going to college, so y'all can listen to that college episode as well. Um, I don't know if I'm going to college. I'm still thinking about it, still making that decision if I'm going to college or not. 
because I feel as though I, I want to do businesses. But if I go to college, it'll be like, you know, business classes and um, majors of that sort. Another question, how did your decision to go or not to go to college change? Have you ever wanted, have you always wanted to go to college? And have you not always wanted to go to college? If so, how did that change? And why did it change? I mean, I always wanted to go to college because like, I feel like I need a degree for what I'm trying to do in life. So that's why I want to go to college. Right. I've always wanted to go to college as well. Not because I need it, but it would be nice to have a degree just in case I do switch up the like the type of path I go on in business. I could use that for something else. Okay, okay. That's good. That's good. Y'all making me want to go to college now. I decide to um, go to college. What What are your beliefs on college? Do you believe that everyone should go to college? It all depends on you. That's all I would say. Okay. I'd say no. College ain't for everybody. School ain't for everybody. So that basically be on you, like what you what you think you could handle, because college is not for everybody. Right. Okay. These are good answers on this podcast today. What advice would you give to someone that has parents forcing them to go to college? And what advice would you tell the parents that are forcing the kids to go to college? So you speaking to the students and you speaking to the parents. What advice would you give both of them? I'd say you should talk to your parents about it because mental health is mental health matters. If you know that you don't want to go to college, you should sit down and talk to your parents about it. And for the parents, you should have an open mind because if you didn't go to college, you shouldn't force your child to go to college. Okay, that's great advice. Okay, um, let's let's go. This is the last section um, that we're gonna be going in, and I, I know that you guys gonna get a little hyped up for this one because we have a lot to say like y- like y'all with these short answers let's get into something more deeper than this i don't know if it's just me or if it's an echo but okay let's go into friendship and relationships we're gonna go into friendship and relationship y'all gotta give me y'all a game on this one like y'all best on this one okay like y'all best advice ever Okay, you want to keep it spinning short, but I, but give give people like <laughs> yeah okay. Um, so the first question, because okay, my my question is like almost like a pyramid. So like this first question will build every other question that. Okay, so yeah, let's go. Do y'all have friends? I have three friends. Okay, y'all close. I mean, yeah, I would, I would tell them stuff. Okay, that's good, that's good. I have friends. I do. I have, like, four friends, I'd say. Four. Okay. Well, for me, yeah, I, I do have friends. But, okay, let me ask you this question. Do do people, look like, like, talk every day to be friends? No, to be honest. It all depends on that one friend. Like, you have that one friend you'll talk to every day and it wouldn't feel like none. Right, right. I'd say you don't have to talk to them every day, but, like, check up once in a while. Like, it depends on the vibe of the person, you know? Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you feel as though friendship is important? Yes. Why? I mean, everyone needs that one person in their life who you could talk to things about besides your parents and family. Having a friend is nice. You could, like, do stuff for people. Right, Karen, do you believe that friendship is important? Yes, they could motivate you, they could push you, they could do, like, go out with you, like she said, like, you know. I feel like friends are, like, in the Bible, it talks about you need a person, kind of, like, you can't do everything by yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. That's true. I want to ask you this question. On a spectrum from 1 to 10, how important is friendship to you? Five. Okay. Like, six, seven. Friends like all the time, but you need friends. That makes sense. Like, okay, I let me. I miss. I basically contradicting myself. Hold on. Like you need friends, but you don't always need a friend. Like once you have God, you'll be fine. Yeah, that that's true. That's true. Um, can y'all share 
how y'all met. I want y'all to share that. So I'm going to give y'all, let y'all hold the mic on this one. How did y'all meet? Y'all could give the mic back and forth and row as y'all want. Whatever, however y'all want to go about this format of the podcast, you go ahead. How did y'all meet? Because, you know, one of y'all may be wrong and one of y'all may be wrong. I don't know how it go. Okay. So let's start off. You know, when you're coming from, like, grade 8, going into grade 9. So we was we were going into grade 9, but it was summer school. Yeah. Kimberly was playing Stuck Up. I saw a challenge and I took it. Pretty much it. That's basically how we met and because we met inside summer school. Then after a while, I was like, you know what? She actually cool. So then we just click, and then from then, that's how it became. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's just. What just sound like? Tell that people on the on the podcast because they can't hear. You sound like them couples who's be talking on them shows. Like I sound like the male and she sound like the female. <laughs> Yeah, that, that match up to this dynamic. Um, but next question. Um, I know our generation, yeah, I know our generation is big on best friends. How does one, like y'all really think about this, think about this decision now. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about this question. Mm-hmm. How does one become a best friend? I, I would say, like, depends on how close you and the person is. It don't matter how long you know someone. It depends on how y'all click. If you feel like you could share a lot of stuff with this person. Because, mm-hmm. like, they say time don't matter. You can meet this person yesterday or a week before and have a close-up on with someone who you know known for years. So mm-hmm. that's how I feel. Like, that's how best friends form. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, same. To be honest, same. Okay, same advice? Okay. Um, in What about me? Um... I feel as though, like, best friend, you, like, you have to get to know each other. Like, once, but l- like you said, once you feel like you could share um, a lot of stuff with that person. But I feel like sometimes we, we, we could be wrong, though. Like, we could, we could sh- overshare to people who don't have our best interest at heart. What you have to say about that? But in a more simple term, I would say someone who you feel safe around. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel safe. You don't feel pressured. You don't feel like iffy about a person. You just feel comfortable, like how you feel with your parents. Right. I mean, not all parents, but like you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, so basically, like if you f- if you feel comfortable with them, like yeah, like your brother or sister. So if if you just met person, if you just met a person like five months ago, could they be your, become your best friend? Yeah, depends on what type of vibe they give me, how they make me feel. If I feel safe around them, a safe place is basically like. You know, like when you go off to college, then you get homesick. Like that's type of safe place. I mean. Okay, so in our day and age, is a best friend needed? Like you need a best friend? No, because you don't even need friends. <laughs> what do the Ziggin mean? I mean, no, because I don't have a best friend. Okay, I don't have a best friend either. I, yeah, I had, I think I had like one best friend. What did you say? I try. I ain't saying you don't need friends, but don't make it a must to have friends. Yeah, like, like, don't right. be desperate, frenzy. frenzy. You know. Right. That's, a, that's just some good advice. Okay. In the future, and and we hold on. We we've argued about this before, right? Um. Okay. Yeah, we argue about this. But I just I just had to double check on the question to see if this is the question that we actually argued about. And I just decided to bring it to the podcast. In the future, can best friends, I'm passionate about this one, can best friends potentially become more than just best friends? Yes. Oh, now it's yes, but like when, when, no, what change? Yes, I know, you know. It's yes, I know. Sometimes. Okay, y'all gotta explain yourself. Not all best friends are like that. If you just, if, let's just say, I have a boy best friend, mm-hmm. and I end up catching feelings. Right. You could, like, since you already know that person for so long, you should know how they are, so you would want to take that step. A best friend is someone who you know, you know? Right. But not all best friends are like that. Exactly. Like, same thing what she said, but then some, sometimes it does happen, but sometimes it doesn't. It just depends on the vibe. Like, some people actually just be, like, they best friends with, like, brother-sister vibes. All right, all right. I see, I see. I, y'all, y'all, y'all switched it up from, from, from last time we spoke, but okay. This is how I stand on it. I was saying. Okay, okay, yeah. We was talking about something different. We was talking about like if we was in a relationship with someone who has a best friend. I feel as though like in our generation, some 
people who have a best friend, their best friend may know no boundary. Like they may not know boundaries. Right. Like when I have a like okay back then when I had a best friend and a boyfriend, I was said I wouldn't even talk to my best friend like that. I would say okay you're not in a relationship like you know for to respect my boyfriend so he won't feel like oh I'm spending too much time with my best friend you know so you should set boundaries like you said. Okay. Okay. So this question will make a lot more sense right here. How do you set boundaries with your best friend once you have already decided that they are like family and you won't date them? How do you set boundaries once you make a decision that they are like family? Introduce my boyfriend to my best friend and then if they click, then they click. But if they don't like one another, then... And if my boyfriend telling me to drop my best friend, my best friend was dead before my boyfriend, that's not going to work because it's given insecure at that point, you know? So it wouldn't work. So, but the boundaries with the best friend, like I said previously, I would tell my best friend, you know, I'm in a relationship now. You can't see me all the time now, but we could text, like, you know, like normal checkup, you know? So, yeah, that's how you set boundaries, how I do it, you know? Okay, that's good. Um, that, was, that one was the relationship standpoint from it. What if you are single? How do, how do you, if you're single, how do you set boundaries with your best friend once you've already decided in your mind that, we can't. We ain't going past brother, and you know sister. I mean, obviously, the way how you carry yourself, they'll be like, okay, she ain't trying to do nothing, mm. and they wouldn't push themselves onto you. If they don't know that's you on that run. Okay. But you do have some best friends that still try to push their some their <laughs> yeah. onto you. So that's, that's what I was saying. That's where you just cut them off. I never oh. had that before. Cut them off, like uh, once they don't respect your boundaries. Because if you already set what your boundaries is and they break it. It's a no. It's definitely a no. He gots to go. <laughs> okay, I agree with that one. I agree with that one. Would you ever go back on your word and date your best friend? Like, is there a potential? Like, if you already said that you already said the boundary that, you know, we can't date, we will never date. Is there a, a possibility that you would ever go back on your word? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because if I catch feelings, what you want me to exactly. do? Yeah, you can't. Right, that's true. Feelings, no. You got to end up, you know. I mean, yeah, it's a possibility. But I never did it before because I know how I go. So I wouldn't say, oh, put my boundaries there. But in a relationship with a best friend, that's different now. But I'm single. I can't control it. Like, you know, it just happens. I've set boundaries so far, but I never broke my boundaries mm. with my best friend. But my first best friend, but my second best friend, never set boundaries in the first place. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Right, so the places, the points where the people you set boundaries with, um, why didn't you break them? Why did you stand on it? What was the like the factor that said, okay, yeah, I mean what I say and I say what I mean? I just wasn't interested in in him in that type of way. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So basically, get a boy best friend that or boy best friend or girl best friend that's not attractive. Not necessarily unattractive. It's just like. The type of vibe they give off. Like, if we have a friendly bond, like, be close, I wouldn't want to ruin that. Like, brother and sister, basically. Right. Right. That's good. That's good. Okay. What What would you say, like, if you tried to pursue your best friend and they reject you? How would that dynamic be? What would you do at that point? We could go back to normal. Just don't ever try come back on to me, though. Because once you reject me, that's it. That's it. Well, I'll just be a student, and like she said, don't try to come back, because I wouldn't be on that run anymore. Okay, right, right, right. Okay, so now let's talk about relationships. We already talked about best, we already talked about friends, best friends. Let's talk now about relationships. And I'm, I'm curious to understand, okay, we only have like a few more questions left. We're ending the podcast very soon, you know. I just didn't my guests know, so you don't even get tired of answering questions. Um... I'm very curious to know wh- where you stand on this question. What does, and you could hold the mic if, if you want to, what does dating mean to you? Elaborate. Like dating means to me, um, you could get to know, uh, like you could take someone on a date and you, and you wouldn't have to be committed to that person. Dating to me is like, carrying a person on a date and getting to know them for some people you know they call that the friends but i feel like i feel like that's what dating means to me like i would ask you out 
I would take you out and we, and we would talk and get to know one another. And I could possibly, you know, have another friend as well that I'm talking to and, you know, um, express, like, if you're interested or not, but not like, you know, can we date? Now we boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, wh what does that mean to you? Dating, like, the term dating to me is exploring your options, basically. I'd say being together and in a relationship is when two people are committed to one another, but dating mm -hmm. is exploring your options. You're single. Well, what y'all call dating, I call a talking stage. Mm -hmm. My dating is like, I'm dating to marry. Like, I don't know, something wrong with me. When I'm in a relationship, I be thinking about the future. I want to do everything with this person. I want to go up on vacations, read book, go to the beach, picnic, stuff like that. So that's why dating to me is like, I see you in my future longer than, you know, till that was part, you know, and we ain't married yet. That's why I always just want to put God in, our, in my relationships so we can read our Bible together. Because, like, if you don't read your Bible and I talking about God, it can look weird because, like, we need right. someone in the middle of us. So right. that's what dating is to me. Right, right. And on y'all had two different opinions. And the thing that I like about that is I agree with both of them. I agree with both of them because in one stage of my life, um, when I, you know, started dating, I felt as though I, I was like thinking about the future, expressing the future. And the reason why now my standpoint on dating is get to know the person. Well, with me, I wouldn't get to know three, four or five persons at a time. That's just me. Right. I, if I'm dating you, which doesn't mean I'm committed. If I'm dating you, which doesn't mean committed, it means that I'm talking to you and I'm getting to know you and I'm seeing if, you know, we, we're seeing if we're like each other, right? So what is, like, in a relationship to you? Oh, say the question again. So what's in a relationship to you guys? Like, because dating to me is like, are we in a relationship? Like, you need to be loyal to me. So it, Okay, so dating, I, I, I can let you go, but dating to me and a relationship to me is like two different things because, okay, relationship to me is like when you committed you you've now made the conscious decision to commit to this person and be with this person and you know grow a future to this person and start to now talk about marriage with this person because i feel like a lot of people we confuse dating with um relationships like we don't we don't um we don't meet where we say okay now we are you know boyfriend and girlfriend i feel like people just say okay now we dating and then that just like a whole thing like that but what do you want to say right there I was watching this interview with Mike Todd, and you see how y'all say dating is like exploring y'all options and going with one, two, three, four. Y'all basically preparing yourself for like a divorce, kind of, because y'all going with somebody and then y'all breaking up with the person type of thing. Like, y'all stop talking type of thing. Let me say it like that. Because like, that's like divorce. Y'all getting into something and leaving because they don't fit the qualifications y'all looking for. Right. I agree with that. I don't. Dating to me is like, ba okay. Dating is like a talking stage. If you and someone talking, right, and if they don't meet your qualifications, are you going to continue talking to that person? No. So you just you just exploring your options, basically. Then being in a relationship is that you find that one person who match your qualifications, you know, and you decide to tie knots. But some people go in relationships do everything that they're not supposed to do and then break up and go with somebody else knowing they're not healing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that's not good because now you're done used to getting into something and leaving, and that's basically wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. And I see where Kenrin coming from because I, I watch um, the same video you did, and I see where you're coming from, Charlie, because that's, like, how most of the time I feel. I feel as though sometimes I, I don't want... I don't want my heart to be all the way into something. So I feel like I open all these windows of dating, like I open up windows on my computer, right? So I feel like my position on dating when it comes to that is I will not open up on a bunch of windows with a bunch of people, like a Windows computer, but I would take my time with one person. I would get to know one person, but there is no commitment. There is no commitment to you. There is no um, um, basically contract from the mouth that says, okay, after we get to know each other, we will start dating and we will get married. So dating for me is like, you know, I'll date you, I'll date one person, I'll get to know one person, I'll take one person out, I'll talk to one person. But that does not mean that you have um, 
access to all that I have. And, you know, like, you know, like, uh, it's not, it doesn't mean like a relationship. Because like Ken Rain say, um, we just basically setting ourselves up to the force, setting ourselves up to like, if this, if this doesn't work, I'm going to run. If this doesn't work, I'm going to run. And we'll be running on and on and on for the rest of our lives. And so I feel like dating, we, with dating, we have to get to know people. I feel as though um, a lot of us young people, we rush into relationships. You know, we don't get to know people enough. We, we are so afraid that that person may want to talk to another person or that person may find someone more prettier than us or handsome than us or smarter than us or whatever it is, right? We want to be, because, because this is the person, we, like if you're attracted to someone, you would want them subconsciously to be uh, attracted to you. If you attracted them, you would want them to be attracted to you too. You would want like a relationship with them. And I feel like a lot of us, as soon as we lay eyes on per, on a person or as soon as we have conversation with a person, we have our future planned out. But I feel like it's important that you understand where the person mindset is at because that person may very well not want the same future as you. And I feel as though as well, uh, like if you're dating, you would know if that person is lying about what they want in the future. Like you may want to wait until marriage and they may just be saying that to get in the relationship with you and then maybe test you and tempt you at one point in stage in the marriage. Do you want to say something? Okay. How long does your dating stage last, y'all two? I'm going to let you answer that. You want me to answer first? Okay, I'll answer first. Dating stage lasts as long as, for me, as long as it needs to. Like, as long as it needs to, based, um, saying that, you know, if I feel like we're both ready and if I feel like I'm not pressuring her and she's not pressuring me and just to make sure that I'm not getting a relationship because my past relationship hurt me and just to make sure that like um, I don't get in a relationship because I'm lonely and I don't want to use somebody so that process I feel like will take as long as it needs to. I agree. I agree. I agree. You agree with that? Okay. So we agree and we mesh those two um, separate um opinions together and I, and I like how we just did and I feel as though we have more conversations like that as teenagers okay the next one give us some of your red flags oh y'all clearing your throat on this one I scared give us some of your red flags when it comes to who not to date who not to talk to right so not in relationship to basically who you have your eyes on what are some red flags that they may show you Looks, personality, all. All red flags. List them all. Yeah, okay. Red flags for me. Number one, if you don't believe in God, not know all oh, these little petty gods like the Satan God. Yeah. I mean, like, Jesus Christ rose from the dead type, Yahweh, you know, that type God. Mm-hmm. Reading the Bible, because a lot of people believe in God but don't read the Bible. And how you talk and address things. If you can't communicate. Mm-hmm. If you like pick and choose what to believe in, listening to people when it's our relationships, like stuff like that. And then if you in like, okay, I know like looks and preference don't really matter. It just depends on the vibe kind of now. Mm-hmm. But I would prefer a dark skin or a brown skin man, like, you know? Okay. Okay, well, some red flags. Oh, okay, well, some red flags for me are where your mindset is like you need to be mature i can't date someone immature i need if you don't know how to communicate if you don't believe in god because i can't if i believe in god and you like arguing with me about my but who i believe in yeah my religion it's going to be a problem right if you cocky it's a no for me um like and looks wise if you have like the patch like braids thing behind your thing um your hair go gold teeth sag of the pan um but for looks wise to be honest let me explain this really it doesn't matter but i like i prefer like someone who helped me like goo goo gaga i like light skins right (laughs) light skins all right, I respect that. I respect it. Now we're gonna do the opposite. Give us some green flags when it comes to who we should consider dating, right? Keyword consider. Give us some green flags um, on basically when it comes to who we should consider. 
if he's a gentleman, like he opens up doors for you and stuff like that. Um, he now he knows how to talk to a female, like hold a conversation. If he's not nonchalant, like he expresses his emotions, he babies you and gives you reassurance. Um, green flights, green flights. I think that's it. Pretty much what she said. Um, what else would I call a green flight? Hmm. Read the Bible with me. Pray with me. Like, those stuff is just, like, make me want to be with that person even more. Like, you're pushing me to God, and you're waiting. Like, you want my opinion on stuff. It's not just about you and I wrong-picking and truth, like I said. Um, there's other stuff, but it can't come to my mind right now. But Another green flag for me is someone who motivates you, like, pushes you. He just yeah. isn't there. And someone who isn't like friendly with mm-hmm. everybody. I like people who stay who stays to themselves. Yeah, you know, Ooh. inside like they don't like to go out all the time. Right. Or if they don't have many friends, because yeah. you know, like sometimes when boys have male friends, they're easily influenced to mm-hmm. listen to what their male friends have to say about the relationship. Like you, you have like like I said, a strong mindset. You don't let other people influence you on what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Y'all love some good green and red flies. I like y'all red flies. I like those, especially the ones where like um reading the Bible. If you don't if you don't help me like get closer to them and have a better relationship and if our relationship together doesn't edify or alone just worship, I want my relationship with a young girl to worship God, which means to come in agreement with what he wants for my life, right? And I, I want to read the Bible too, and I want someone who, like Kentrell said, motivates and pushes us. And I like all of the spiritual things that can rain brought up because those are important as well. We think that we could just build a bear, like we think this is a build a bear workshop type of situation. And in those in those cases, we could get heartbroken, or um, we could just, you know, um, come to a place where we would never want to date again because we think all people are like this, or you know, um, that thought process. Um, a few more questions. Have you learned lessons? Have you learned lessons from dating? And if so, what have you learned? Lessons I've learned from dating. Dating or like being in a relationship or both? Both. Yeah, being in a relationship, sorry. Even though you think you know a person, always keep your guard up. No one has to be loyal to you. No one has to do anything. Everyone is their own person. Just keep your guard up at all times. I am not saying you should pressure them or keep on assuming on what they're doing, but just watch from a sideline. Don't be a fool. Right. Don't ignore the red flags. Mm-hmm. Don't ignore the red flags, okay? With me, hmm. there's a lot of stuff I experience. Don't get manipulated because these guys, they love to manipulate <laughs> females especially. Um, and basically... For the talking stage, like the dating stage, make sure you know that person because you might end up in a relationship with an atheist without even knowing you're in a relationship with an atheist. Right. I, I like those. I like those. Um, those are some good like learning lessons. One I would say for young men, because I want to get my perspective on us guys too, be patient. And be patient can mean a lot of things. Be patient in finding out who she is be patient with her um when she's going through trial periods i feel like that that's for um women and men um be patient in arguments don't be too quick to speak don't be too quick to mess up okay be patient before you speak here where she is coming from because I know a lot of us young men we're dominant and we want our voice to be heard and we want you to conform to us and we want you to just understand what we're saying. But sometimes we need to reverse the card and say, I want to understand what you are saying so that I could have a better experience and that our fights could have a better outcome. I feel like all relationships we need to we need to learn how to fight. Like that's the subject of that radio. Like learn how to fight. In fighting, learn how to listen. Learn how to be compassionate. Learn how to be slow to speak. Learn how to be peaceful in arguments. I feel like we could, um, relationships would go so much better. So I just learned patience. Patience is key. It's one of the keys in relationship. Another question. This should be a fun one. Is the first kiss as important as people make it out to be? Yes. 
I'd say the first kiss is important because, like, if you really like the person, like, you feel not like I wouldn't say butterflies, but like you feel something, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, because like that's your first, act. like, you know, you could remember it for your whole life. You'd be like, oh my god, that was my first kiss. Like, so yeah. Or oh, your first kiss. Or oh, your first kiss with that person. Like, it really depends. Mm-hmm. It really depends. Right. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, what are some red flags that indicate that it's time to end a relationship? What are some red flags that indicates that it's time to leave and get out of the relationship and close that chapter of your life? If he doesn't care, if he's nonchalant, or if you keep on talking about something and he's not trying to fix it, like he came to on going back to his old ways, like he would say, oh yeah, I'm going to fix it, but he doesn't do it. You don't need to waste your time. You don't. True. Like, if he's not trying to communicate after, keep on bringing up, let's communicate. Or if, like, if it's not the same in the beginning. Like, yeah. he used to do a lot of stuff in the beginning, then he get too comfortable. And right. start changing. It, right. start changing. Like, you could notice when someone's changing on you. And once you see that, don't leave. leave. Right. So this should be a fun one as well, right? Mm-hmm. And I like this question. Because, you know, a lot of people argue about this on the internet. Okay. Who should pay for the first date? Wait. Don't matter. It really doesn't matter to me. It depends on who asks. But I wouldn't mind going half-half. It just really depends. If you're interested in me and you asked me on a date, knowing I was like, you know, minding my own business, I feel as though you should be able to pay for the meal. But it seems like I wouldn't mind going half-half, you know? If another question, if a young man um, wants to date you, but he has the looks, he's a good guy, but he never has money to pay for dates, would you still want to pursue a relationship with a young man? I would say yes, because you could work on that. Like you could push him to do things to like make money. He might not have that like motivation or strive, or he probably doesn't know people. Like you could. Help him with that. Because everyone starts from the bottom. Let's not forget that. A lot of people start from the bottom. Does he work? I mean, if he if he has a job and he's always broke, then it's a no for me. <laughs> like, if he, like, if he doesn't have a job, it's not, I don't know. Because, right. like, at this age, I feel not really, you know. I mean, like, okay, what age are we talking about? Our age? Any yeah. age? Okay, at this age, I feel as though it, it could take time because you just come out of school, you gotta know what you wanna do type of thing while you're in college, or if you are in college or not, I feel as though it's gonna take a little time. But if you're like in your 21 plus and stuff, uh uh-uh. Yeah, at this age, you have to like learn your environment. So we just come out of school. Like this age, you you new to the, like, the world out there. So I would blight you for this age. But like if you're in your 20s, close to your 30s, you basically telling me, like, you don't have no type of motivation or strive or whatever you plan on doing. It's no. Okay, I like how you're talking. I like how you're talking. So, um, all these questions are good, but this is a good one. This is one of my favorite out of all the questions I ask y'all. Is it okay to get involved in intercourse in the dating stage? Or do you advise waiting until marriage? It's not important. Don't rush into things. Mm-hmm. Just be, don't like, don't get peer pressure or anything like that. Once you feel like you're ready, mm-hmm. then you go for it. I'm not really a like wait till marriage type of person. So mm-hmm. can we would have to answer that? Every like she said, everyone is different, kinda. Like me, I'm the waiting until marriage person. But if you feel like you can't, do it for you. Don't be peer pressured, like she said, to do something. Because you're going to regret it. Like that person might end up giving you AIDS or something. Any HIV. Anything, to be honest. Like, don't risk it. Just make sure you're ready. Don't know if and no buts. Like, you 100% sure that you want to give your rigidity or have sex or intercourse with that person, make sure you're 100% sure because you don't want to have no regrets. I had a question. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. 
Okay. Um, you could ask it when you remember it. Um, so my view on this, right? Because I, I like this question. My view on this is I would advise people to wait until marriage. Because I think that sex is bigger than all of us think. Um, first of all, I think I should say that sex is God's idea and God's thing. And I feel as though it should be done his way so that we don't break it. And I don't think that's just a religious standpoint. I feel as though because sex is, uh, sex is a way to marry someone. It's almost like when you have sex with them, you are married with them. That's why he. That's why God made that part of of a relationship for committed people. So sex means that you're making a commitment to that person. So if we say that you could have um, sex without verbal commitment, because you know sex is you know um, the commitment in action. But if you could say we could have sex without verbal commitment, that means that you could. Have sex with anybody and everybody when you want, when you feel like, and you don't have to be um, verbally committed to them, or you don't have to um, profess through your mouth your love for them. And I feel as though we could get, our spirits can get contaminated. So it's not about religion, but it's about the spirits that we're taking on, um, the burdens that we're taking on, because that is a, con sex is a connection, right? It's a connection. It's like when you um, plug your, um, your phone into com your computer and you're trying to download things to your computer. It's basically like they're downloading their emotions and their feelings and their vulnerabilities and all of these things on you. And you may not see it right now while you're having that fun. Or you may not see it while you're in a relationship with them. But you're going to see that in the future your life starts to get harder and you don't know where these spirits and these um, angry voices and these emotions in your head is actually coming from and I, so i feel like i'm having sex um before marriage is a lot of build up like that y'all want to say anything else about that okay um we good on that all right so how do you set boundaries with a person in the relationship so you say you don't want to have sex before marriage or you want to have sex before marriage or whatever your decision is how do you set boundaries in order to let that person know I want to wait. I don't want to be pressured. I'm waiting to marriage, or I'm not waiting to marriage, but I don't want to be pressured. I want to wait. I feel as if that's what the dating slash talking stage is for. That's what you tell them in the dating slash talking stage, not in the relationship. Because it would be like, why are you just telling me that if they're not interested in that? And like, if they keep on bringing it up after you already talk about that in the talking stage, and like, they like, you know, peer pressure you, just leave. Mm -hmm. Yes, it, it's not worth it. What does a toxic relationship look like to you? And what does a healthy relationship look like to you? Give us both of those answers. What does a toxic relationship look like to you? And what does a healthy relationship look like to you? Who wants to start? You? Okay. In my perspective, a toxic relationship is basically two people who didn't take their time to get to know each other. Like, because they keep on arguing and stuff like that. Like, you didn't get your, like, you didn't take your time to get to know that person. So now y'all having problems while y'all in the relationship. Right. Like, for example, you think, you think, and you know this boy because he don't go out a lot. And then when y'all get in a relationship, you find he's go a lot. Then you have a problem with that because you can speak up. Mm -hmm. Or he probably might not know how to communicate and like talking over you and stuff like that. Right. And a healthy relationship to me is basically the total opposite of that. Like two people who get to know each other and they know how to communicate with each other well, you know? Right. I agree. Okay, I agree with that as well. Um, we have three more questions. Do you want to get married in the future? No. Yes. But marriage isn't for everybody, so I wouldn't know if I'll get married or not. But I would like to get married. Okay, I'm not going to say no, but I'd say yes and no, mm -hmm. because it's not a must. I wouldn't mind being by myself. Right. But I would like to experience marriage in the future with someone who loves me. Right. I'm glad that you clarified that. I'm glad that you clarified it, that you don't have to, have to, have to, like it's a must mm -hmm. that you be with somebody. But yeah. Right, don't force it. Is marriage the end of dating? 
I want to ask you this. Is marriage the end of dating? Which means this. When they get in a committed relationship, they, they, they are married, they're having sex, they have kids or whatever, right? Does that mean that you can't... Because a lot of people, when they get married, they stop going on dates. They stop going out to dinner. They stop having fun. There is no spice. There is no oof, like no spark in the relationship. There is no fun times. There is no laughter. There's just misery. And you feel like you're, you're stuck with this person. So I want to ask you all a serious question. Is marriage the end of dating? Marriage is not the end of dating. Marriage is basically you find that one person who you want to do those stuff with. Yeah. Don't make the marriage boring. Don't stop doing things just because you already get the girl or the boy. Mm. Make sure you keep up with those stuff to keep the marriage fun. That's right. what made you fall for that person in the first place because of the experiences that you have with them before you all decided to get committed. Exactly. I love that advice. I got to clip that and post that. I like that advice. That's, that's like super good. But that's something like I would say. Um, last question. And this is um, you speaking to them. Okay. What advice would you give to the young people who are looking to start dating? What advice would you give them? Talk to them like they're your brother, your sister, your homeboy, your homegirl. What advice would you give them if they would like to, you know, start dating and exploring and exploring their options and just being in the dating world and dating pool? What things to look out for? What things to not look out for? Whatever advice you have. It could be one, two, or three. You don't have to, like, have a whole thing. Make sure get to know who you're talking to. Be careful. Just in case you're not a believer of waiting until marriage or not, make sure you use protection. But just stay safe. Make sure you know that person's background and where they come from because you don't want to get, like, involved with a person who, like, into gangbanging and stuff. Right. Don't let the person peer pressure you. But I could also say for... Just to clear it, like to just say it in simple terms, stick to what you believe in. If you know that you don't want to have sex before marriage, mm -hmm. you don't let no one pressure you. I don't care how much you like someone. I don't care how much you think you like someone or love someone. Stick to what you believe in because you don't want to you don't want to have any regrets. Right. Th those were great advice. Thank you all so much for coming on the podcast and doing so well. You know, I've been doing a lot of episodes and I haven't had a guest on since the beginning of um, this year. Um, due to we're still in the pandemic and all I've been doing like zoom interviews and stuff but I haven't had like in-person guests in a long time and so I'm so happy that y'all decided to come and give y'all insight and this actually went better than I planned out in my head because y'all actually give some good advice that I could clip and post and share with my friends and y'all have some great perspectives that I think that a lot of teenagers need to hear and I feel as though um, both, all of us have um, mature thinking um, that would hopefully help our friends and our family members in the future so thank you so much and also thanks to the guests for listening um the guests who are listening to to this for listening um and listening to this one hour and eight minute episode um this was packed with a lot i didn't even say much like that like give advice even on my motivations because because i wanted to hear what y'all had to say and what y'all views were and y'all did it. Y'all killed it. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, I would like for you to subscribe to the episode, uh, subscribe to the podcast so that you get a notification every time we post. Leave a review for those people that want to read reviews before they listen to the episode. And also rate us a five star if you enjoyed this episode or rate us what you will. Thank you so much for listening. See you on the next episode and peace.